Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Annie, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at layman's.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S dot com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help, help the garden grow. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden grow. For tuning in, we're um, continuing we're our homestead happenings part two because a lot has, happened. Stuff has happened. And so if you're Bored. still around, yeah. listening to all this stuff, we have a checklist. We have a back to back. You win a prize. I know back to back paper of awesome. all the but stuff. But it's spread out happening. over two weeks, so yeah. they they can. Uh, well, again, but we're still not even we're talking about probably what twenty five percent of what's happening uh, at least. Um, yeah, <laughs> everything else is just too complicated to get into. <laughs> too personal, too complicated. Well, it's just kind of, where do you start? Like, if people go, what do you, how you been? What are you what doing? Are you I'm saying, just like, uh, I kind of stare at them. I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? The good, the bad, the ugly? No, but what did you do today? <laughs> oh, wow. I couldn't tell you from the beginning. And I think Justin this has a, um, we have a, a question from. Um, Patty on YouTube. Uh, apparently Pat's from Ireland says hey there Dury's family I hope you're all doing fine and this little message finds you in good form I was wondering how your bees are getting on do they survive the disappearance of what seems like most of the bees are they still alive and kicking do you have any theories why this awesome creatures have dwindled this while back thanks for sharing your knowledge with us as it seems like the future is always looking uncertain but I feel as if us viewers can put into action some of the concepts you yourselves are showing us that maybe we might flourish too. God bless and keep you all. Pat from Ireland. Hi, Pat. Thanks for the email and the support. Message. And, the message. and this podcast will be on YouTube in a couple weeks. And yeah. Well, speaking of that, we are putting them on YouTube. FYI, in case anybody listening wants to find them again. <laughs> Reruns. Reruns are on YouTube. Um, so, That's a whole different uh, audience than those on YouTube. Because yeah, surprisingly, I don't listen to podcasts. You know, because YouTube. I don't go and you know search out podcast you know systems. But I'll listen to stuff on YouTube. So speaking of bees, um, because of all the things that happened last since Dad's death, uh, David, a friend of ours, took. Uh, 
I helped him bring his bees, bring our bees to his place or friend's place. Because the thing is, again, what like Jordy said, it was there's too many things going on that the bees didn't want them to overlook, so you took them offsite. Yeah, there was a so risk of them coming because, out. Yeah. Unfortunately, because we're fixing up the house and doing there's this too and much doing going that. on, you can't pay attention to them. In trans- incorporating the business, keeping the business back up and running, I was unable to. Not lazy. Get, it's overextended too much. <laughs> but it's 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 a good move because you can. It was, have a, good, things, it was yeah. a good. It's not worth having wild, you know, bees that, in an urban environment. You have to when you have bees, you have to have a commitment. Yeah, and we and could not were, give the commitment was, at this time uh, with all the because work. because of everything that happened since Dad died and obviously man down. Obviously trying to do a lot of other things, fix up things, redoing the beds, redoing the yard, redoing the business. Um, I thought it was best. You knew to you were going to lose control of the bees best to remove the bees off the property and so David a friend of ours took them took some of them to Tonga and some to Eagle Rock unfortunately the mountain in Eagle Rock has a flight of stairs about (laughs) 50 flights of stairs so you, you put this dog. You, you know how heavy level? those are. I was probably the, about eight twelve. Angle, sorry. Eight twelve. The eight twelve. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty straight up. So you do know how heavy. I don't know if anybody's ever lifted a bee box. So a full bee box is about sixty pounds. Yeah, each. they are heavy. So if you have two boxes on there, it could be eighty pounds. So we strap them all. So unfortunately, <laughs> um, you can't carry. Well, I'm not in that good of shape, but you can't carry that bee. On gloved hands, in a bee suit, in the dark, up a flight of stairs. Well, they don't so, have really good handles. You're like on your fingertips. So, so the you know thing what is, that's you start, I, speaking of which, they should have handles. Be, hey, 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 you know what? Somebody's got to come up supposed, with a better idea. Because you're like on your fingertips. You like put it on a pallet. Yeah. They put four bees pies on a pallet. The and handles are like on your fingertips. That's for farming. We're talking about a hillside beekeeping. So this was urban beekeeping on the middle of Eagle Rock, on the top of a mountain, and the access is stairs up or stairs down. So you, you use tie downs. You ratchet the hive down. You tie down, and you dolly each stair up. By the time you get up fifty flights of stairs, well, maybe it's twenty-five flights of stairs, but in the dark, who it's knows? fifty. It's fifty. It sounds better, fifty. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. So this, it was uh, I helped them right after Dad died to get my mine off some stuff, moving the bees there, and it was like ninety degrees, and you're in a bee suit, and you're sweating like thing. So fortunately, David brought me a three hundred dollar multi vented thing because B-suit. I sweat a lot. Mm-hmm. Bee suit that zips up and zips everywhere, so it was able to have a breathable one. So we had to bring. Last year, we brought the bees from the mountaintop down to a trailer so he could take to the almonds. So he had we brought almond down groves, almond grows because it's almond season. They pay for pollination. Yeah, they run to. So they're able to. His friend and him were able to get 60, 60 or 80 hives or whatever. 20 of his and 40 of the other guys, or some, I don't know what the number is, but that last year I helped him uh, about this time last year take it down the mountain, down the stairs, and put it on a trailer, and his friend took him up to um, Almond Grove. So this 
past, I believe it was two weeks ago, David contacted me again, and now he had 88 hives. Because they just those, keep multiplying. Four or five of those were mine. 40 was some, a friend of his, and 40 was his. So he picked me up around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it was Sunday, and the idea was for commercial beekeepers, they got to put the bees on the pallet, get lifted by a forklift, put it on a trailer, and they lift four bees at once, and then you stack them and things. So four hives? Four hives, four hives on yeah. a pallet. How, how big are the hives? How tall are the hives? So usually? regulation, like regulations, like one deep and two mediums mm -hmm. or three mediums mm -hmm. so obviously because then they had top bar hives and yeah. all this other stuff so we were mixing and matching like um, some were too high so we knocked them down some were too low and we raised them up added bee boxes and frames and some were growing like crazy something so when we pull up to the mountain it was one of those hot it was, hot, a, hot it was a hot day. Yeah, it was a hot one. It was one those hot... eighty-eight de degree days. So we're on so the top like of the mountain. We pull up. We pull. We got just old diesel trucks, and then he turns it off, and you can just hear the buzz. Because he's. I mean, it's like a drone. I mean, like hundreds of drones. <laughs> like it's this literal buzz. I mean, I don't know how to explain like it. Like almost like monotone, almost like. You know, yeah, like almost. a speaker going off. Those speakers, you know that that speaker. That, you know, that. Static. Engine plug? I mean, an airplane static? engine? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like yeah. a, a droning on of an engine? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, like a repeller? Mm -hmm. Like a plane? Yeah, it's like millions of bees flapping their wings, whatever that sounds like. Okay, that's what it sounds like. So he turned off the car and, they, and then he could smell it. He had open, he was feeding them sugar water because there was no water, no flowers, so he's feeding them. Mm -hmm. And then that's he had water because there was no rain. So they were like, so fortunately we had these $300 bee suits that were suited up, you know, breathable things. And we were able to, so started at 2 o'clock. Got out in the there afternoon. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. 10 hours later. <laughs> we didn't want to know if Justin was 10 hours, home. yeah. 10 <laughs> hours later, it was 12.30. I got home at 12.30, 1 o'clock. And he wasn't even done because he had to come back the next day and load up the truck to take up to the almond grove. And at... The commission was 100 whatever he got. He's going to get a good paycheck out of it. Um, to And I'll get a cut for my four hives. So 88 bees hives. He had top bar hives, Langstroff hives, Warray hives, which is a different kind mm -hmm. of hives. And so unfortunately, Mountaintop, this one had, you were able to drive the truck up and just right there and work majority of the hives. But he had a couple hives at the bottom of the hill. So you had to move them up with the truck or with the dolly and most of them are, are wild bees so they're not exactly the friendliest ones <laughs> and they're just really aggressive and especially when you start messing with them they're not happy they're not happy david doesn't and then beekeeping it a little different than you do so well david, everybody yeah, has a everybody had you talk he to lets, 10 beekeepers and there'll be 11 he opinions lets the bees be. yeah <laughs> you talk to 11 beekeepers 10 beekeepers and there'll be 11 different opinions because they nobody agrees on anything because um, each one had dad had his own thing David has his own thing um, the other people who we talked with and it was like each person believed they were doing what was best for the bees and they probably were I like to t mix, mix and match from which uh, thing so David was his bees another fam friend had bees 
and then had my bees there. So and it was you, like three you different you're ones. You're walking them at night without lights because yeah. you, can't, so, you can't have lights on. And you're on the top of a mountain. The wind can't is blowing. Can't have lights on. <laughs> you're worried about the smokers setting on the brush on fire because you're like, you need to smoke them to cool them down. But it's and so dry outside. It's so dry. You figure in, if you the smoker blows over yeah. and there goes the hillside you know and there's a worst case back to yeah. you. <laughs> worst case scenario it's like and justin's got credit record <laughs> i don't know just who's <laughs> just doing bees yeah. it just because it was so yeah, bone no, dry yeah and, and the then he, he, he you, you already know you, you wouldn't even think of that but we've had so many fires you're just your heightened you're like yeah it was, it was around Any that little, uh little latuna canyon it was around yeah. that latuna canyon fire and then the other thing is he had to because of the drought and the track mm-hmm. he had to feed his bees so that sugar water money. and water mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a lot of money because there's nothing so he working two or three jobs and was not in a last minute thing i was like mm-hmm. thanks for the heads up he's like yeah i just found out mm-hmm. you know i was teasing him because he said yeah i just found out yesterday on the sabbath he doesn't deal with the phones on the sabbath either um so he got it saturday night and said can he help me sunday and i'm like wow so two o'clock, got back at twelve thirty. Eighty-eight behaved basically tied down, fixed up ninety beehives, more or less ninety beehives, and he was able to get them up. I heard back from, him. was able to get them up to the almond groves, and he wanted me to go up this there Sunday. Hanf- what, Han- in Bakersfield and Hanford. Hanford. Yeah. Unfortunately, didn't have time to go up for a whole day to check them out, but he did get them up there. Uh, the funny things about that is the. The bees are feral. The bees, it was a drought, so they are aggressive. They are... They're not pampered. They're, defend, they're not pampered. So they're survi- it's a survival of the fittest. So the bees, bees on the top of a mountain... Uh, what do you call that stuff? Darwinism? Survival, mm-hmm. call it? survival mm-hmm. of the fittest. Mm-hmm. So the meanest, baddest bees. I mean, there were some beautiful hives and lots of bees. So you're working them in the night, and then you have a flashlight, and the bees are drawn to the light. You can't smoke them that much because you don't want to set the hillside on fire. So these suits, they're just a very aggressive bees. So they're bouncing off your things. And then to one of the lighthearted thing was you have gloves on and you have to go to the bathroom in the bushes. So, yeah. So, and these, I got stung even with all my hot suit boots. Wait, wait, you didn't tell the story. I'll finish it. it. So the suits suits are double, triple layered, breathable thing. So I'm thinking it's going to be hot. Because okay. the thing, usually it's you, hot and you sweat. Because usually it's hot, but it's so what happens is you're sweating so much. The suits are breathable. The wind's blowing, so yeah, then so I'm starting to get cold. Off, yeah. So I'm starting to get cold. So I'm drinking a lot of water, trying to hydrate. So obviously, guys go to the bathroom in the bushes, and with the bee gloves, it's not exactly fun. You have to basically desuit, go to the bathroom, and then suit up again. And unfortunately, bees um, can get in the suit. No. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot to zip up certain spots, and certain person got stuck. So, <laughs> leave the details to your imagination. But hey, we and here it, it is. Else. It's dark, right? It's dark, so you don't know what's zipped, what's unzipped. So I got one in my veil, and it's like, where did that come from? Because you're all suited up, yeah, and you're, you're like, moving wrong. And the gloves, try to zip it. These are leather capskin yeah, gloves, no, and try to pull the zipper uh-huh. with the glove. So I'm suiting him up, and he's suiting me up, and now all of a sudden there's a bee in my veil. Like, crap! And, it, and it, you, my pretty little face is getting stung, so... And then it goes up your legs. You're like, how they get up your legs? And then you have to crunch, bend over and crunch and things like that. And it's like, wow. Fortunately, I got stung maybe about less than 10 times, but... That's not bad. Without the suits, 
yeah, it might have been a little interesting. But it's weird though. After a while, you know, I think Justin doesn't feel stings after a while. It's yeah, I mean, it was. Well, you didn't. Even, I didn't even. You said you got stung. I didn't. Even, you, I, I couldn't even tell. I mean, no, it was around the ankles. You know, uh, like because yeah. you're bending over mm-hmm. and the pants. You know, oh, it's yeah. short. Pants I mean, we have to duct tape right down. Mm-hmm. So then, mm-hmm. about ten o'clock at night. David's duct taping my legs, my gator, making gators out of duct tape or gorilla tape so that they don't rise up because you're uh-huh. bending over, uh-huh. you're kneeling down, uh-huh. you don't like, see where the holes are. So all the bees, they're trying to get home uh-huh. and you're, you're yeah. kneeling down to do the bees. So they're, they're trying to get home. You have a flashlight, which they go to the flashlight. So it's, yeah. it was very educational how to work bees in midnight <laughs> and they weren't very friendly. On a hillside. On a hillside. And then I was surprised how cold I got. So then I ended up, so David razzed me because instead of unsuiting. Yeah, you put a sweater on top of your thing. And he says, so he's chip, wood chip, whatever. I mean, he's trying to get designer oh, yeah. bee suit. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> instead of Jones unsuiting, chic. Uh-huh. Putting, putting on the thing and then suiting up again, I said, yeah. screw it. I just put a jacket over my bee suit. That makes sense. So I had a bee veil, a jacket, and pants. So it was, fortunately, there's no evidence. There's no evidence of that. But it was funny he was razzing me because I had, trying to be designer and all this other stuff. But it was definitely, and then about a month from now, they come down Mm -hmm. back, and then I'll take some bees to Gabriel. Mm -hmm. And then, and then possibly split them, so I'll have from four to five to ten. So I have to get ready and get more equipment, more framed, and requeen them and stuff like that. So that's what I have to do in a month on top of everything else. But they get a little bit extra money. I'll get a little extra money, and then I can invest it in the bees. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take uh, take a pickup truck and take it all the way out to Gabriel's. Speaking of pickup truck, <laughs> Jordy. <laughs> what? Why is everybody looking at me? Jordy. Gabriel, Jordy's friend of ours, yeah, had an extra, extra pickup. <laughs> I don't think it surprised anyone, though. <laughs> Gabriel, farmer friend that supplies the farm boxes, uh, was selling, uh, had an extra pickup truck. Uh, well, it just coincided with the check I got for doing a web design, so just I just passed it. Went through my hands to someone else. <laughs> it just—I saw it briefly pass my bank account. <laughs> it was, the it was 2007 there. Ford like, Ranger, briefly. 2007 Ford Ranger extended cab, and it's, it's a farm pretty. truck. It's, it's a, a farm. It's not. I mean, it's it's you know. I kind of like that fact that it has scratches because I am a little obsessed uh, about. I don't know about that, but no, 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 no. I like the fact it has scratches because you know what it is. It's used. Because if it wasn't scratched, you know, I'm just wrapping that thing in bubble wrap. <laughs> so your friend said the bumper was falling off yesterday. No, the ben- bumper's a little bad. Yeah, I mean it's not pretty. It's it's a farm it's a farm car, but okay, let's, it still let's, lo- let's, still looks let's, good. It's a handsome car. Let's rewind. It's a farm. It was car. not pretty when you got it. <laughs> it is now a pretty little truck. <laughs> she hasn't bedazzled it yet, but she's getting there. <laughs> Um, no bling she yet. actually it won't be bling. It won't be bling. she actually detailed it <laughs> hey Sorry. I like my things nice just because hey, things are well, used you know doesn't mean it has to can't be she, nice that thing needed to be clean because Gabriel ran it it was no, it was no, like because, no, because of the, it was like dust it was because like, of no rain it was like, it was like because of no rain right there. because of no rain when you go to Gabriel's farm right? I know it was just 
you go down a d- dirt road, right? Yeah, and, and it's so like it a dust cloud. It's a cl- cloud of red clay dust. Yeah, that's right? what was in the car. Everywhere. So the, the whole car was red, red clay. So Jordy decided to get a coupon and go get it detailed. And oh, did you she, it was a before she, Renee, the, the, no, 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 just showed up. So she goes down there and she pulls it in there, and the dude wants to buy it. I know. He's like, "Hey, you selling this car?" It's like, "No, I and bought just, it." And he goes, "So you're not selling it?" No, because usually like, people why why? Yeah, he said, "Well, no, usually people clean things up before they sell it." I said, "No." He's like, "These are good cars." I'm like, "All right." So I leave it there, and then I to pick it up. You know, we need two cars, so we did this. Justin was going to take it to get new tires on it. So just, I brought Justin when we went to go pick it up. I brought Justin out there, and Justin takes the truck to go put new tires. And I'm getting back in this other car, and I'm putting in this guy goes, you know, whistles. And I'm like, he goes, hey, is that your car? I said, what? He goes, yeah, that truck, they lost. They said it was yours. Some girl dropped it off. Sorry. <laughs> some wow. girl. Wow. I seen a news. Some girl drops off a truck. Because <laughs> I thought it was like, you. I said, it's yeah. A, it's a, it's a ten-year-old. Yeah. And then he pop- goes, "That's a great truck." I'm like, "All right." He goes, "You selling it?" I said, no. Because I saw it there, and I was wondering if you were selling dang, it. Dang, I was like, "No." What's your problem? Highest he goes, well, bitter. I don't know how much I paid for it, so I told him, and he was like, "Oh man, that was great." Highest bidder. He goes, "Those cars are awesome." He goes, "I know a friend who wants it too, so if you wanted to sell it." I could find two buyers. Anyhow, it's not. I I like the fact it's a farm car because I will be putting stuff in it that will scratch it. So we got we're able to get the DG in it. Yeah, if it was you know bright and shiny and and new, I would be not putting things in it. Although you are trying to make it bright and shiny new, I because things I have a a belief. Ford emblem. I have a belief (laughs) that if things are used, they can be nice. My belief is everything I'm involved with can be improved. It's a truck. It so, can be approved. It, that's it has a potential of being nice. You're a guy and she's a girl, and when that discussion will never be. But you know the funny thing is though, it's like a like a, you know, the guys at rest or something is trying to like, oh yeah, that's you. Like, Thanks. Like, <laughs> and no no guy, surprise you get anything but a truck. The other guy picked up something from Craigslist and the guy goes, we just parked in the driveway. He says, oh yeah, I just got a hybrid and like not like that. That sweet, sweet truck. Sweet little ride you got Sweet there, little right? ride there. And then the, the tire guy said something to you. Yeah, it's like, where'd you Dang. get the truck? I'm like... And then uh, Phil, Phil's tired. a little obsessed with it. <laughs> Phil's like, that's a nice well, truck. Well, he says Jordy pretty fight it. Even no, Gabriel, it's not done. Even Gabriel didn't even recognize it. It's not done. And he had it for Bird 10 years. It's not done. Pretty, pretty fight it. Beautified it. Fight it. Hey, it's on the detail. It's all in the detail. So... Just because things are used... Doesn't mean they can't be nice. Okay. So speaking of used trucks, <laughs> so um, after detailing it <laughs> inside and out, as he I says, with scorn. and door mats and floor mats, it's not done yet. <laughs> Are you gonna get a fuzzy steering wheel? No, no. Okay. I'm not. So I'm not dice. No. Dice. no. <laughs> No, no, no. So, a healing crystal on it. Some minor detail. So we got the car deep. We no. Jordan no. got the car. It's got it. It's the thing is, it's got. I had put something up because it was things I made with. I used to make with my dad, and I kept them. Yeah. And I, I think held you them. Had so, so here's the thing. So now that she bedazzled it, but she cleaned it. I am a. She take it girl. for a spin. I take it. I deliver yeah, okay, that was scary. So, it's now starting. We put some. We cleaned well, the guy told. He did tell. He said put. Uh, put some stuff in the attic because it's, 
you know, stuff in the car. He now, says, here we some, come to the DIY of homesteading. So Put some additive into the, the tank because it's dirty. Put some additive in the tank. <laughs> the, the, engine compa- the engine compartment is basically red dust everywhere. And the engine, the hood, everything. Dust. It's all red dust. Mm-hmm. Red I got clay. The engine, I got the engine clean, too. So... Now after now it's after clean and polished and, and the engine is clean, which is part of what I I popped the hood and told the guy clean the engine. It wasn't so all about. He was like, "I'll detail." I said, "Minor no, detail." <laughs> the truck now stalls. <laughs> that was. But scary. it didn't stall for me. Only once. And Justin tried to say it was me. Yes. So it stalled. I He's took like, it to Home Depot. It stalled in the parking lot. I was like, "No problem." <laughs> Put an additive in there. Didn't have a problem with it. Jordy drove it the next day. Stalled like five times. So it's a little frightening. A little frightening. The, it was it on the way to the chiropractor, right? Yeah. Well, it was downtown Pasadena, like across busy well, intersections and stuff. We're so I kind of, I kind of was parts. driving. Yeah, I was kind of driving with this kind of. Don't <laughs> need you. Get back toward the end. I was like. <laughs> we've, we've had the fresh issue with yeah. the VW bus. We jumped out in the middle of the intersection. I I have too. a familiar uh, feeling of well, cause. We we always had secondhand cars. Old third car, hand car, four hand I was more than a little miffed, though. Yeah, well. So now that so then, she polished it up. Then you all, then Justin it. did, uh, and you guys did uh, mechanic work, right? So Justin mostly. Between, Justin, the, yeah. between the internet and thing, they said it was the idle control valve. Fortunately, right on top of the engine is the idle control valve. Two bolts, and you take it out. So, well, first I thought it was the battery. Yeah, so I mean, it needed a new battery. And it the battery is old, five years old. And I thought maybe it was electronic fuel injection. And we cleaned out, we cleaned injection. out some stuff. Electronic fuel injection, I thought maybe the electronic wasn't working. So we got a new battery, because the old battery was corroded and stuff, so didn't didn't really change it. Then we took off the old idle control valve and it was full of dust. So we cleaned it with brake cleaner and Q-tips and toothbrushes. And we took it for a spin, it did not stall. So it was like, sweet, we fixed it. And then he took it the next day and installed again, right? No, you did something. Oh, new. No, you oh no! Why did he had it? And then on the way back. No, 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 no! I never got up. We know. We never. I never took it out. Yeah, I never took it out. You then you came and said you did something and. So then I cleaned the. You cleaned uh, something else. You said yeah. You said oh yeah, it's stalling again. I cleaned the mass sensor, but you could, you can hear it when you. Starts to choke. When you do the throttle. The, the throttle, throttle wasn't connected. The throttle spring wasn't connected, so I connected that, and then when you when you floored it, and then you let it go of the it gas, got, it, you know, it, like, cough. it would cough, and you like it oh. would cough, <laughs> and then it would not stall, and then it would cough and it would stall. So after Jordy's little hair hair raising experience with the <laughs> thing, all I did was push the throttle, take it off, and it would cough and then stall. So after a little bit more research decided that was the idle control valve. Fifty so, bucks later. <laughs> well, it wasn't that easy. So go to, go to this unnamed website, auto repair, auto parts website, and it says one item in stock. So you go down to the auto place, and of course, they don't have it. So one item in stock, in store, so you go pick it up, and they said, nope, we don't have it. So then you go to the other auto parts place, and guess what? They don't have it. So I ordered the part. They said it'll be back as soon. It'll be as early as tomorrow. I get home. They call. Yard work. <laughs> Just like, I'm they going call back an hour later. later and said the parts in. I was like, what? 
I said, they said tomorrow. So I go around, get back in the other car, go down there, pick it up. I said, didn't you guys say it was tomorrow? I said, yeah, work fast. So it's okay. <laughs> so he picks it up, the only put it in there, put it on there. Um, oh, first I took it to the repair shop and the internet. They said, clean this, clean that, mm-hmm. clean that. So that's how I was able to deduce what was needed to be done. So $50 later, two bolts, put it on there. And it did not stall. Yay. Yay. Happy ending Happy to this story. Ending. So, yeah. yeah. Well, well see, the thing is, it's kind of, like, important because... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, around, if you just go around the farm or around town, you can kind of deal with some issues, but, yeah. you know, I, I will... Stalling that stoplight is... Yeah, yeah but, so. I mean, if you're on a farm, but, um, you know, I, I do take, you know, I'm probably driving a lot, so... Yeah. I don't... I, I want to be reliable, you know, particularly mm-hmm. out so there on the freeways driving to the desert or something. So then decided to test it out on the freeway. So went to Home Depot on Sunday morning and check engine light came on. Yeah, but it's just the idle. Yeah. So the it's check engine light came on, they checked it out and idols. says the idle, the idle's a little rough, the idle's a little high, so they have to adjust it because so, of the new thing. Because so, so it needs to be, it needs to be smog, so we have to do the Work is never done, homestead work is never done. Well, I'm learning about a truck. Yeah, you learn about things. <laughs> and then what else we have in the, um, there's some other things that come. It's not bedazzled. No, no. <laughs> there's some other Shut things that we had some, that. some new things. Uh, Airbnb experiences. Jordy worked on that. Got approved. Um, yeah. That? I mean, we had to submit to uh, for experience experiences. You know, go through the background checks and stuff. Um, so now they were submitting individual experiences, and I'm putting the chicken class on there, the media, the meat class, and the jam class, and. Those are being going through the system for approval, and, and once tours. that's yeah, that will come up. The class is going up first, and the tours will come, and we'll be putting those on Airbnb experiences for people coming through town. Um, you know, we will continue to do classes here, but that pulls kind, you know that pulls audience. in a whole nother different audience where you can get almost like a privatized. Mm-hmm. you know class i mean if you yeah. want to sit and do mead with me mm-hmm. great that's awesome and so we do have our first tour coming up uh, actually next week occidental college is coming by yeah so. it's a dry run mm-hmm. um test run it's not through it's not through airbnb you won't find that no. when, when airbnb is, is experiences go up yeah. we will put it on the it's website uh, it's still going through the system the lady there used to work for good eggs and she mm-hmm. contacted us and said she now works teaches at occidental she wants to bring the kids by for Urban farming, and which is why there's a little bit of pressure to fix the yard up while we're bedazzling the yard. <laughs> Pretty fine in the yard. What Jordy does her truck, I do the yard. Um, <laughs> sorry, the, the DG and all that other stuff, it makes the yard pretty. So it's just a little bit, how do you say that? Just getting to the corners mm-hmm. of places that we haven't touched. Just like I said, just even cleaning up and just organizing and stuff, like, like the garage. The garage is looking nice. It gets, you know, it's, you know, storage and everything in its place. Um, Phil's been helping out with that, and Justin did a really good job. Um, and then, it's beautiful. Yep. And then we have been trying to, you know, you know, make connections. So um, actually, a few weeks ago, and then coming up again this Wednesday, going to Open Silo events. It's uh, put on by Jessica McBride. She um, is active in the community for um, like social and, and food and uh, justice and so she's putting on these uh, once a month gather gatherings you want to have one here yeah we'll probably have one we're looking at shooting um, for one in april so i've gone to the last i've actually gone to one two 
the, um, if I go on Wednesday, it'll be my third, fourth. I can't remember. Where one was at Episcopal Church. Yeah. And then the other one, and then this one coming up. So it's just, you know, you, you meet, um, she's just trying to get, a, like, a, getting people engaged, getting people together on a, on a, a monthly basis, and so work with her. And then um, over this last weekend went to uh, New Horizons. They, they're starting to put on their, their spring workshops, and so got to see um, Nicholas Hummingbird um, talk about native plants and preserving California and how, you know, how dire are, are um, the future of California in terms of the water and, and the oaks that are dying. And, um, and he has very, if, like I say, if you have, I would, if you ever could hear him talk, I'd recommend it. Um, just his passion that he brings to as for, he's only 28. I think we're trying to get him on a podcast when he has time. Yeah, he just he had a, time. He just he had just, a baby. Yeah, he just had a baby. So, but he tells is the stories are, or, um, and he really connects you with the history of California, the challenges of the future, um, challenges of the present, and the challenges of the future, and how we can get that. So um, I, I went there to support him. He buys a lot of the acorn mixes, and unfortunately, the Hahamanga nursery that he ran, um, they weren't able to keep that going. up. And, Oh, no, I'm, sure, thinking, I'm not sure how it happened. I was like, I wonder if he could do little pop-up shops here. You know, remember how I used to do that? So I, I really should needs growing about grass. that. Because, um, like I said, the native plants are, you, you know, the, the drought. And all the the drought, we're going to need that. And then um, after the native plants, we went to oh, okay. Studio City to see Lisa and her pop-up shop. She was, was at, interviewed she was a, yeah. at a previous podcast, which I was not involved. About, because about it was clothing. one, it was Farm Box Day, and two, it was about fashion. So. Well, fashion, Dresses and scarves. Not, yeah. we're, <laughs> two things we're, that we're, don't we're work, not right? fashion. Um, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even tell, couldn't tell I just you what was in Jess fashion. Jess doesn't wear dresses and scarves. But speaking Sorry. of her podcast, she... Uh, mentioned that her website hits increased by 1,000% after her podcast launched. So apparently a lot of people checked her out. So we're yeah. happy that is. So if anybody else wants to be on our podcast, let us know. Your hits will increase she by 1,000%. She said 1, when we, we, <laughs> this, this ad is brought to you by Justin Jervis. <laughs> when we walked in, because we, you know, I wore the, she gives us dresses. And, and we so. really appreciate that. So thank you, Lisa. You're, you're awesome. So to go visit a public show, of course, we dress up in our clothes and and she's like, I'm we so wear happy. Every, I mean, Nikki wears them a lot. Wear them, you know, you're like the perfect, you know, advertising for them, you know. Yeah. Of course, we took, she I mean, we pictures, had to take some but photos, but I wasn't a day for photos for me. Well, the lighting was really bad. As I promised her, I said, we're going to go home. We took pictures. We will. And we, we did. Will. And we did. And we'll have to send them to her. Some of them might did be okay. Did you approve any of them? No, yes, I all looked through some of them. No, might be okay, she did not approve it. I approved, I the, I, I approved mine. Oh, one did? of mine. You did? Okay. I saw one, in, one possibly two that could go. Just give them to me. I wow. just, um... Now you know why we don't take any pictures. It takes Jordy 10 years for a passport picture, but no. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. talking to you. This is Rose Jordy Day. What is this? <laughs> no, excuse me. Audrey, the girl, you, you heard her. She, she's like, she's like totally, because when they said that... I mean, hey, I'm not as bad as her. Oh, she, she's bad. She, like, melts. She melts melt and monitors yeah. Facebook make sure nobody posts any unauthorized photos. People post unauthorized photos of me all the time. I just look at them and go, ha, ah, who let me out of the closet? Okay. <laughs> and I move on. I'm not that. You know, I let it go. The joke is to get two girls in a picture and see how many get approval. That's the Justin, thing. Justin's given up on us because when well, he time goes, we ask photos, he just holds his hand, his cam, his finger on the, on the photo. <laughs> and he takes like a thousand of them and then he hands yeah, like, yeah, And none of them are good. Yeah, none of them would be approved. Well, I have to say, the one that Lisa took would 
um, Jordy and thing. That was impromptu. We didn't expect to be cut. It's better. And that that was really good. That, that I was out. yeah, not good. Taking that photo, and I I let it go. So yes or no, it was approved or not. I haven't oh. even looked at mine. I mean, oh. the, the one that good. she posted, okay. me and Jordy. It, no, it's actually nice. It's it okay. Nice. I mean, okay. you know. It was decent. Our eyes I, were open. Is, we're <laughs> <laughs> our eyes were open. We want, like, you know, whatever. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. You guys had a lot of that. My life seems boring. What? I said, my life seems boring because really? I'm just making soups. <laughs> I just no, do. I soup, just, no, I do web, website design mostly. No, now. I know the soups are just going. I mean, as soon as I make it, people are calling on Monday. What are the soups? I'm just like, I'm trying to. Okay, you know, it takes me. I have to. Okay, it's how big are those pots? I, 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 it's not, I should ask uh, them about quarts. What would that quart? What would those pots be? Five like gallons? five gallons? Because they yeah. look like they yeah. look like the cardboard. Yeah, five gallons. Yeah. I have to make two of those, and you know how many vegetables? I'm chopping them by hand, mind you. Hence that I have a, I got. She's showing cows, us her battle wounds, battle wounds. But they're and showing us that's good. Yeah, so what broccoli. I'm working with um, Christina and Kizanal, I have a promotion and a little bit more control of the kitchen, is to take some of the homestead um, grown produce and turn it into things that are enjoyed by the so people. So using bouquets. So we're doing the bouquets and then I made it broccolini quiche, which sold out. And I made another one and that sold out. So. Um, tomorrow, guess what I'm gonna make? Broccolini cheese. So, um, and that's good. I like to do that because I bring the stuff home. But um, I But then here's the thing. I feel I really have to start the soup back up for the farm stand customers because by the time I, I thought before I could bring some home before the soups were selling but not like pop popular. Now I can't even like dip into that to bring back home for the farm stand. So. Yeah, well, some, it also depends on the week. Like, yeah. when it was 80 degrees, yeah, nobody, nobody thinks. Like, this week, everybody, 10 loaves of bread. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you had to make 10 loaves of bread, fortunately, Karen's doing yeah. that. But and it's nice and warm, yeah. Yeah, so. it's a good soup and bread, soup and bread mm -hmm. weather. Yeah, and then we have a farm. We have, um, rest, we'll be having a farm-to-table dinner again in March with our produce. So, going to work on the menu for that. And then a, Early March or late March? Uh, March 24th. Twenty um, fourth? Yeah, I think twenty fourth. And I thought And uh, you can check it out on their new website. Like Done Jordan by Jordan. Uh, it's really it's really nice. And now she's gonna <laughs> now I'm like, I think I made, work the, on ours? I made the owner cry. I know. It's it's pretty and nice. And her husband said some very nice words about, you know, oh my god, it's incredible. I've never seen anything like you know. He didn't think they could afford that. But. <laughs> well Jordy yeah, gave them payment yeah, plan gave them, uh, over a couple yeah. decades. <laughs> no, over a couple decades. No, I and I'll I you know, I'll get back to our site. It's just yeah. um, said, sometimes your, it's really hard to work on your own website. It's really hard doing your own thing. It's like something about it. There's a But block. we do have ideas for I have a lot too. of ideas and I just need a team. But um it's it's a little hard to work on something that's really close to you and it has a lot of emotion attached up you know you i do other people's works mm -hmm. yeah i'm doing other people's works i'm doing other people's websites and programming stuff and it's easy for me but when it comes to there's a lot of emotion and tied up in everything we do and mm -hmm. i need a team and, dad, and i mean dad's website i could tell people what to do but it's hard for me to do yeah so um and then another yeah we unfortunately lost um learned that betty we lost parnell. betty parnell who was i would say she was like my grandmother yeah who did um taught us to knit um let's tell the story it was yeah, 32 just, years 33 years ago she tells us we well, betty would tell the story and we got younger and younger yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 
dad moved us out here 33 years ago. Um, the story goes they're about this high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, this high. Yeah, yeah. Getting, every year, getting, getting smaller and smaller, and smaller she would say. It was like but I, literally, I was, what, six? So I was like that. Yeah. They're her adopted granddaughters. Six. This was before the internet, before mm-hmm. thing where our... our Grandparents were three thousand miles away, so she and sort of homeschool people do homeschool. They find libraries with programs, and that's she what didn't we have did. granddaughters, so she. So after school program on Thursday, Thursday. yeah. So every knitting. Thursday for like twenty five years, twenty years. Maybe twenty. I don't even. I lost track of time. Twenty twenty five years, right? Yeah, I um. So I kept. I mean, I, sometimes I went less because I. As I, I mean, I. As we I got our business growing in the old. She, no, but she was a good friend, and, and then she donated a lot of stuff for you I guys. I got all my knitting, basically all my, you know, my, my needles and all the more Books needles than I ever need. And then I, I, when people come to learn to knit, I, I give. Yeah, you know, she had a good music. life. She was a original Rosie the Riveter. She grew World up in the World War Two era. Mm-hmm. She lost a brother in D Day. Yeah. And it affected her life. She would talk about you know how much D Day. You know that experience affected her. I think at some point uh, she did go to the, the fields of Normandy and mm-hmm. saw her brother's grave. And I remember that story because she told us. And, yeah. and then she. Was she ninety? Ninety. She told the stories of yeah, you know growing up and how she would go down to the. She'd go down to the docks. In Long Beach. In Long Beach and pick up sailors. I mean, this was she was cute. She was a cute girl. She'd pick up sailors, get them on a car, and drive them up to San Francisco. And they treated her like a sister. They bought her gas. They took her to dinner. She's never had a problem. She's because like, you know, the different world she lived in. She said she'd go pick everybody up the GIs. Everybody was helping everybody. Everybody was helping. She'd pick up GIs in Long Beach and drive them to San Francisco. And go dancing. And then she was little, tiny. She said they'd throw her around the room. She said never, never had any problem with any men. They were always, you know... Always taken care of her, and she was like, you know, it was a whole different era. And I'm, you know, sometimes, you know, as she got older, sometimes people would like, would say, oh, her memory was going. Mm -hmm. It did not. It was not going because all you had to do is put on Andrew's sisters. She knew every lyric, Mm -hmm. every song, and sing it. Mm -hmm. And all I would do is put like big band music on, and she would she would dance it, and she would like. I'm like, you know, I would say, damn, mine isn't gone. Mm. She she knew it. She knew every song. And, well, and, the, yeah. the iron, well, ironic that she outlived dad. I, yeah. That was, that was like, because she moved, her family took her, took their home, took them home yeah, to I, Idaho. Yeah, I mean, but, about seven years ago, I, you know, had to say and, goodbye to her because her daughter took her to Idaho to, to be closer, closer to her. You know, because her health was failing and, um. She just had surgery. So it was. It, lo- it was a little hard to, you know, find out she passed away, and you didn't get to be there with her. You, know, you last saw her seven years ago. But yeah. she was in good. I mean, considering when you saw her, I mean, she was. Yeah, but here's like I said, that person taught me a skill that I now use, pass along. and I can pass along. Yeah, I mean, knitting, taught, I've been knitting since a, I was six taught, at the Pasadena Public Library. Was it with her? Yeah. Yeah. You taught your first knitting class mm-hmm. with her at the Pasadena Public mm-hmm. Library. Mm-hmm. Was it with Pat Smith or was it somebody else? Um, I might have been Pat Smith. I can't remember. But, yeah. I think it was a guy. Oh, it might have been a guy. It was oh, a they guy. came by the farm center. Yeah. Somebody yeah. came by? I can't remember their names. Yeah. yeah. But came. it was your first, basically your first class. And then mm-hmm. she pa- She basically passed. It was passed. the City of Pasadena Summer Kid Program mm-hmm. for at-risk kids. We did yeah. That. She basically, I don't know how you say that, passed the torch yeah, to you guys. Yeah, she knew. She knew it. And, uh, and but like I, I said, I've been knitting since I was six. I can knit. And... Mm-hmm. 
I've also merged into crocheting as well, and uh, I don't knit as much because it's kind of like one of those things you've done for all your life. It's like I try to focus on things I haven't done, but uh, I know, always know I can, you know, knit. And I got asked recently, and I was like, why don't you knit me a scarf? I'm like, that was boyfriend cross, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> Sorry. Marvin's sleeping on his sweater. Yeah, his sweater. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I like to, I, I still knit. I like to make the hats and, and scarves. Well, one of the challenges is because it's Southern California where hat, there's no weather. But hats and scarves are great because yeah. you can, Beanies love, everybody and loves um, loves a gift of scarves. I love scarves. Well, um, the problem is once I make myself something, well, you kind of last We made one for Dwayne and then she, Donna kept it. She's got it on the yeah, back of her no, seat I, her yeah, chair. A, a couple of guys, um, I knitted Sergio a hat. That's He's your a, problem. That is, I know, he doesn't know where it is. <laughs> Dwayne, I knitted Dwayne a hat. He lost the first one. But he found the second one and, and, fa- and I made Donna has one. the second Donna has it on her I've met he had a matching like, one with Marley sweater <laughs> yeah and you matched Marley I've, I knit you almost like every winter I was like just well let's well, see the thing is every because I take you know but I the other one was the teddy bears I think you even oh. sold the teddy yeah, bears yeah, at the hotel right yeah. I don't take Justin is a little harsher on his stuff. I take good care of my stuff, but my problem is once I knit myself a hat, it's like mm-hmm. it's the last hat I need, so yeah. it's like I ba- rarely knit because. All my stuff is still there and it's yeah. still knitted. Yeah. But we made, we would make, I loved making um, animal stuff. We animals. made ha- we hats made teddy bears. too. And hats. That was crochet. crochet yeah, those were crochet. But the teddy bears were hit. We yeah, Steven Spielberg, would, his wife would come in and try to buy some. I think we still got some in the closet. Yeah, those were fun. I might think about that if ever. You, know, you can have a class, a knitting class. I can have a leather we class. We do knitting. We do knitting classes. The knit together. So. You can do lit- knit, bees, leather, knitting, stuff like, like that. Like I said, so the knitting classes trying to, to fix up the garage. No, the knitting classes will be going up on Airbnb experiences. Yeah. It'll be in, in knit together. Yeah. So this is our inaugural podcast in our in our new workshop, the little refrigerator on the side. Yeah, I know. So background noise. Background so we'll see how it kicks progress. On. It kicks on and off, but it's wind progress. and water tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, with new, the, well, the new old doors. Dad got them at Habitat for Humanity to the restore. Well, yeah, it was funny because Justin and I walked in and we saw them and we measured them and we said, they fit exactly. And I think I called Dad. We had a little crappy little cell phone at that time. And called Dad and we were like, we found these doors. And I think the price... I, I think, I think they were $40, $40 a door. This is insane because they're not, they're worth more than that. Yeah. But Justin and I, I think I remember Justin and I just sitting there with like our arms around them. Like they're ours. <laughs> then we want that sofa. Well, well the, the, yeah. reason, the reason why we did that like, is nobody touched these doors. We're buying them here, right now. Dad's coming with the car. You know? yeah, no, here's, <laughs> here's what it was. If we went to Habitat for Humanity on a bicycle when it was around the yeah. corner, yeah. we would buy less things. Yes. Because we can't carry it back but on a bike. But when you saw something, you had to. But you know what was great when Habitat for Humanity was around the corner? I would go regularly, and I yeah. always hit something. Now it's like all the way over there. And Honestly, because when we were coming back from uh, Lisa Finkelstein, the freeway, the 134, was kind of jammed up. So I got off on San, San Fernando, Fernando Road. And I'm like, I thought they were open on Sunday and closed on Monday. I went by anyways. I was like, dang it. I was like, and then we got stuck at that five minute light. You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I thought maybe they might have been open. I'm like, why? We're here. We might as well swing by. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah well, so we, we furnished the almost the whole oh. house, oh. our friend's house. Had with a lot the of all stuff, all the habitat. All habitat. habitat. I love habitat. Pavers, pavers. The pavers. They're our favorite. But it was nice when they were around the corner because I would just keep popping over. Yeah. It saves us. Over. It saves us money when they're yeah. farther away. Mm-hmm. So we don't buy yeah. stuff we don't need. So this is our first one in here. We got it. Wind and water tight. Put some curtains up. 
um, have a workshop. Oh, yeah, and then eventually, if we get some more funds, which if we can um, get some more funds, we can do the floor. The floor would be good just for you just like finished, one, finished, one done. And then, and, you know, it's a lot. You're talking about it. We got to post some photos on. Uh, yeah, I got to blog. I got to get the social media stuff. Um, got some plans to to ramp up the social media well, and thing, have more regular presence. I'm working on a lot of plans on the website and the social media and some videos. Yeah, well, so hit what happened, why it took so long, was because, well, for the, wow, the Hoot Nanny was held mm-hmm. partially in here. This mm-hmm. is like the green room slash, so we had a drummer and the piano and the stages mm-hmm. and work and the stages were here, the music was here, the refrigerators were here. So around... After Dad died, we shut down the hoot nannies. But what happened was that some of the dad's boxes and the old leather business and the old knitting business and the old stuff was in my room. So to clean, fix up my room, we put it into the garage, and the legal documents and stuff like that we put it in the garage. So then the issue was the garage was stacked to the ceilings with boxes, so we had to sort the boxes, and then now the boxes are in the basement. So it looks pretty presentable. And it's good, so, and you can you can pack. Your, we'll be posting um, photos on the yeah, blog. Yeah, farm boxes packed in the middle of the night. You turn on the light. It's not so cold. Turn on the music. And do like That's that. important. So, so music is music important, which I is one of the first things I put back 90s. in that car. No, but it's still no, but there's still. It's I didn't still. bedazzle the truck. I put in the way I can actually have the music piped in. <laughs> that was important. Like Justin was saying, I can turn. You can hear the music when we went to Eco Farm. Would you say it was your first thing? <laughs> turn, turn it down. Like well, Nisi, you know, it's like when I pick her up from work, she's always like, she like sits and she starts singing along. I'm always like, every time I drive in, this well, I, like, I just like it in silence. Like, <laughs> no, no, I just, no, I just like this. I well, music is it just keeps me. Silence. You just like rock out. No, we do you. silence. I know. But I sometimes just, it's. It's uh, it's cool. It's good. I've done enough silence. No, I do it sometimes to stay up because the farm boxes sometimes get. I get a head start, so I stay up to like midnight. So that's when I'll turn on Pandora and plug it in. But, Pandora. Sponsored plug. plug. Sorry, <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Pandora. Uh, well, the farm boxes are sponsored Still by Pandora. Still listening? Yeah. No. <laughs> Upgrade for no ads. Um, uh, I know, but then we, we, here's another thing, people ask us, we, we have to do our music, so yes, speaking of music, we love music, we have to do music. Um, that was one of the things we did not finish do, last year, yeah, it was on the to-do list. Yep. Um, and um, on the, still on the to-do list, um, we're, you know, we have a lot of future plans and things like that, and still looking for, still looking for, you know, um, I know we have to get, like I said, with the warmer weather, getting the volunteers back on there and and there's a future so we, we need help and so uh, Jordy passed me Jordy, Jordy shared with this thing on uh, I said and he says well no that's it we have to let's set it up it says being single is worse than smoking or something right what was the word oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No. being single is worse than smoking and the so. next the conversation is my chiropractor no, what? too but I always yeah Jordy's always sending us links so I just I don't know because I'm always I get stuff and I just sent this to Anise. Um, it didn't say anything, <laughs> and she comes over. She goes, "Where'd you find that?" And yeah, so you know those Dear Abby things you find on the internet. Um, this was posted in January 2018. At what point does a man finally give up hope of finding a mate and accept that he may end up alone? I'm 29 and never had a chance to date in high school. My family farms, and when I was 14, my grandfather could no longer help my dad. 
and couldn't and my dad couldn't take care of things alone so I would go out and help him the minute I got home from school every day between the farm work and keeping up with my studies I had to go out fast I graduated with a 3.5 grade point average but because I had no time for dating this part of my development has always been off I have been set up by family and friends, tried meeting people in groups and on online dating sites. So far has been to no avail. My last actual date was two years ago. Friends tell me I'm a good guy, so I can't figure out what has gone wrong. I never regretted helping my dad when he needed me, but I wish it hadn't come at such a steep social price. Am I doomed to a lonely life because I did the right thing when I was in high school? Signed, Midwest Farmer. <laughs> I just, it just, That's a, it kind of made me not laugh sadly because yeah, when the farmers and there, there and is, the, uh, farmers um, out there. I remember Eco Farm actually did have a farmers only the online dating site for farmers was up there and they had a presentation because what they they were finding out that farmers are so busy mm -hmm. and they're working so hard and sort of isolated and they're not finding people to be with him and I, I think if I remember correctly Farmers Only was at Eco Farm. Unfortunately they weren't there when I was yeah. there. Yeah I know well, right. Farmers, about this that. podcast will be sponsored now by yeah. FarmersOnly.com. Yeah. But they had that you saw that documentary they showed that, no, that the they had. I, what was it called? I don't know I, what the I name of it is but they had 60. Out, I want to show it. Um, let me see if I can find it. American farmers are now 60 and older. Yeah. Actually, a new, it's a new thing coming out. I want to screen it here at the homestead. I have to write. But the story, you don't need the name. You can do the premise of the story it. was mm -hmm. that the farmers are getting older and they want to retire or are dying, unfortunately. Dad and the young stuff. farmer that wants to buy the land, guess what he's doing? Working oh, a second Oh, he said, job. yeah. He, he said, said, I'll be working, delivering these pizzas, whatever, for like the next, the mail. Mm -hmm. I'll be working, delivering mail for the next 40 years so I can afford my family farm. The farm, I mean, the, okay, the old farmers are dying. The younger farmers that want a farm can't afford the land. Mm -hmm. So this guy, he looked about 40-ish. He's going to work delivering mail for 40 years so then he can afford farming. At 80, he's going to Yeah, then he'll be 60, and we have the same problem all We have the again. same problem. So there is, a, there is a problem with society where the older farmers are dying out, and they're either in debts, and they can't keep their farm because of this all this stuff. And the people who do want to farm, we can't afford land in, in America, and you can't afford land in California. I know a friend of mine, his family's trying to find ranch land, farmland in California, and... It's not cheap. It's not, he's like, it's not cheap. I said, no, it's not. I mean, he came from Arizona, and, and there was a lot more you could afford in Arizona. They're being pushed up north now, and they're being looking in the Sacramento area. They were trying to buy Fallbrook. Oh, hi. Oh, that's extremely expensive. And, I mean, they have a pretty big budget, and they can't find what they're looking for. And but also the real estate, because the real estate market, the house, the farm. Farming why, is why bust your house, butt? Housing. Why bust your butt growing mm -hmm. this thing, crops, failure? Like I said, the eco farm, what? that's what I said. There are people well, who are even, closing, uh, or closing down, moving on, cutting back. But that's you can see when you, went up, when you went up to drive up the, yeah. up the coast, mm -hmm. there there's car lots, mm -hmm. brand new car lots and brand new houses. Mm -hmm. On well, farmland because... happened with because um, Adam Sakos? He had to sell off part of his land to save the rest of his land. Yeah, because he was getting So older. guess what they put? They put housing development on there called Grove. Adam's Grove. Adam's Grove. <laughs> Whoopie do. So he had one of the last remaining farms in uh, OC. Rialto. Or Rialto. Mm -hmm. And he had, I don't know, it was 10, 15 acres. And he kept two or three. To save, he, to save those two or three, he had to sell the other and so now he's got a they bulldoze the grove and, and put houses up and called it adam's grove yeah. but the irony was because it was most of these oranges valencia oranges mm -hmm. that nobody wants to buy anymore no. 
and then with the new with the pest and oranges and the old trees mm -hmm. they he made the business decision to sell the place to keep the other place alive mm -hmm. so if you're looking at to buy real estate mm -hmm. Gabriel's uh, his family bought the Cherimoya thing yeah and the guy wanted to sell, he was 80 or whatever mm -hmm. he wanted to sell it to him because they weren't going to yeah so it. we're at the point what's the future for this if you can't afford the land and no and the future of the homestead too yeah. what is the future like the future that's so that's a, a saving that for another podcast yeah. stay tuned for what happens pa part then. three no <laughs> i think we're not we, we checked off everything on our list that we had to and then some so and then some anything else that we miss i don't know our post photos my bedazzled car yeah your bedazzled <laughs> truck as long as you're not lifting it and no <laughs> tailgate doesn't work tailgate doesn't yeah. work right or lowering it the only thing that would improve it would be a bunch of straw in the back and some animals. goats <laughs> Jordy have like a goat Go, there goes a goat down the sh in Jordy's back of the truck there was random goats walking around I could just like yeah. pick one up but no sorry yeah, so <laughs> I'm be hauling things home. So, yeah, there might be something of... alive in the back. <laughs> yeah, so upcoming in our podcast, there are going to be some interviews with. Um, I don't know when they're going to come because we're we've banked the interviews. So I don't the know when they're coming, but we have Christina Chan, the herbalist, Aaron, Aaron about sustainable money. Um, Dustin there. Oh Dustin. no, Dustin is about the like health, fitness, exercise, and then things like that. So yeah, we have a lot coming up in, in between. Thanks always to our sponsors. We yes. have um, Upcycle. Yeah, Upcycle Native Soil. Oh, Native Soils and he's Lehman's. Up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We interviewed him too, so he's coming up. Thanks to the sponsors, Lehman's and him, and, uh, and all those who continue to tune in and, get, and getting us over oh, 1,100 and downloads a day, which is pretty incredible so we as the numbers keep growing so we appreciate that i think we're at um 70 countries tuning in i think yeah so yeah thanks again and um well happy almost spring because it is almost spring right it's freezing but it's almost spring <laughs> so okay by california standards apologize yeah it's the weather Sorry, below fifty. Freeze. We're freezing. I'm, not complain. I'm cold. <laughs> I'm not gonna complain. Sorry, exactly. okay. we need some rain. Yeah, we need. Yeah, pray for rain because we need it. So, all right. Till next time, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. We come to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in until next time. This is Annie East, Jordan. Keep on growing. Oh, oh, oh. 
folks. Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.